Hi, this is Steve Addison for the Movements Podcast. The podcast for people who want to multiply disciples and churches everywhere. Today I was supposed to be talking to Troy Cooper about building teams. All he wanted to do was share his adventure in Mexico with Augie. An Argentinian brother named uh, Augie, um, one of uh, Scott Castile's um, Timothy's. And um, so Augie said, I want to give my life to movements. He's a carpenter. And uh, he and his wife, they've got uh, two children. And um, he, he just, he really felt called into, into movement. And so we began to, you know, to maul Augie, you know, model assist, watch and, and launch him and some trainings. And he's had some opportunities to, um, to, to, to do the training in Spanish with folks. So like, we'll go to a, a three touch training in South Florida. I'm like, does anybody in the room speak Spanish? And then he'll take them to the next room and he'll run them through the basic level one, two training. And, um, he's, he's a beast in the harvest. And, um, when I first cast vision to him, um, I've talked about the brutal facts of South Florida, you know, that there's 18 million lost people. And he just was like, no, this cannot be. And he started, he started weeping, but it was like mm. an angry weep. Mm. And, um, I said, Augie, how many how many people do you think you could reach? Because you could tell he's like, I got to do this. He's like, man, I could, I could probably do maybe a hundred a week, you know. And and he's an evangelist, so that's not unrealistic. I said, how long would it take you to personally reach 18 million people? We did the math; it's like 8,000 years. And then we talked about uh, multiplication, and um, you know, I threw out some number like 10 or 12, and and if that multiplied, and it was like 20 some years, and he he's like. Oh, it's that shift of, I need to be able to pass this on Hmm. to others. Uh, So we just began swarming him and training because at the point uh, before then he didn't see the the real value in training. It was more, you know, just go out and harvest and find people. And um, so I, we got an opportunity to go on a a short term mission trip with a church from Sebastian, Florida. Um, They do construction trips down there in Monterey and, they had asked it that the the church leaders had asked, could could you have some training, you know, some disciple making church planning training? So we went down there. I didn't really know what to expect. I just I found if somebody wants training and and they've got a uh, you know a heart for lostness, then we're gonna we're gonna serve them no matter what size the church is. And so Augie and I went down and uh, we flew into Monterey and the part of town we were in in Monterey had been riddled by the drug cartel. Mm. Um, it was, I mean, it had just been killing a lot of foreigners, killing a lot of locals. There was, I guess, a battle. So that's kind of the setting there. Um, the people there are broken. And um, we thought that a lot of them would be uh, clinging to Catholicism, but we found out in the harvest that wasn't the case. Um, they just were, they were just broken. And um, so Augie and I, um, uh, he, he, we were set up to meet with a number of pastors to train him. So he grabbed the first one. I mean, we flew in Thursday night, Friday morning. He grabs one of the pastors. He runs through the three circles gospel tool with him. And then they go out in the harvest and he comes back 30 minutes later. They saw an entire household come to faith. And they just went in, offered prayer and shared the gospel. And the entire household came to faith. And they set an appointment to come back that afternoon for baptism. And uh, so then he takes that 
pastor, and we had another meeting with another pastor, and he said, hey, uh, Pastor One, I want you to, to train Pastor Two and uh, share what happened this morning. So he, he's getting it. He immediately mm-hmm. sees Pastor One, has them train, and then he said, now we're going to go out in the harvest. And so uh, the four of us went out in two groups, and um, we saw two more households come mm-hmm. to faith. And uh, within just, you know, 30 minutes. Now, I don't know about you, Steve, but that for me has not been my normal experience in the harvest. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, so uh, I just was like, my good. And they're all like literally within. It's like here's the, the, the church buildings in the middle. Hmm. It's literally a, a these are homes that that uh, the property is touching the church property. They're literally right there mm. and uh, of the church building. And so pastor two is just like, what is what is this? You know, like we're doing all kinds of things to try to get these people to come. And we just walked over there and the whole family came to faith and they want to get baptized Mm. and it didn't cost us a dime. Mm. And uh, I'm hearing all this through translation. Yeah, it was a great scenario, you know, for for me as a trainer that I literally could not. um, It it had to be him. And so it was a a really good, I I would say, watch launch scenario for me. so then Pastor 2 says, clear, clears the afternoon and says, okay, I want to spend the afternoon with you guys, and I want my son to come along. So Pastor 2 trains the son or over lunch with us, and the son immediately gets up and goes and shares with a family at the restaurant, and that family says that they want to believe and get baptized. We're about in 1,000 at this point. Um and the Holy Spirit's just moving. So then that sets it up for that night. We're rolling out, you know, a Friday night, Saturday training. Mm. And Augie, for the very first time, is leading the entire thing. Mm. And for the very first time, he's leading the entire thing in Spanish. And he did a phenomenal job. One of the one of the best things he did was he pulled those three people yes. that he trained that day up. Yeah. And they trained with him. And uh, we had like 130-some people that came to this training. And uh, by the way, I learned if you're in Central South America, you should shave an hour off of every every training time. Okay, just so you know. Okay. If they say two hours, it means one hour. Okay, because um, they start just, late. Just as a, as a side note. Oh, yeah, well, they do like, you know, they, they'll they be a little bit late and then they'll do about 40 minutes of worship, okay. you know, before. So that's how they get started. Um, but, uh, oh, man, it was, these people were so hungry. Hmm. Uh, they came eager to, because, you know, sometimes we'll roll these trains out and it's like you almost have to like trick them into coming. Hey, we're going to teach you how to make disciples and we don't want you to know you're actually going out in the harvest. And um, these people were, it was like when they found out they're going out in the harvest, they're excited. Hmm. And uh, so Augie just crushed it. I mean, he did uh, the, uh, we, we've kind of packaged the, you know, Ying and, and Steve Smith's Why, Whom, How uh, we call it the four one one. You know, we say why, who, what, and when. Um, so it's just your basic, you know, identity tool, Oikos map. Uh, you know, praying through your relationships of lost people, how to share the gospel, and then setting some goals. So, and we'll post a link to that on on the on the website when the yeah. podcast goes out. Okay. So this was the Cuatro Uno Uno, Steve, mm. and uh, he trained in the Cuatro Uno Uno. And then um, the next morning, uh, we began, you know, we just continued the training. 
um, we, we modeled for them and, and they went out to the harvest, uh, at lunchtime. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the, the people were working on Saturday. So we had maybe 60 people that came on Saturday. Uh, but including a lot, we, we had more pastors there than the first day. And, um, cause the, the word was out. So including the lead, the, the lead planter or apostolic guy, whatever you want to call him, the guy that, that pioneered stuff there, he came. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so we send out about 30 Luke 10 teams to go look for houses of peace and just, it's simply go out, tell people we're caring for the community, offer to pray for them and then share the gospel with them. And so using the three circles tool, well, I, we gave them an hour and I noticed people started coming back after 30 minutes and I'm thinking, Oh no, you know, like, um, you know, people quit or they don't know what to do or, and, um, and of course, you know, I don't speak Spanish, so I've got to figure out what's going on. Well, come to find out, they came back because they are seeing all these people come to Christ that they thought they should probably stop because they don't have they understand the importance of follow up and long term you know investment. Um, that uh, it, <laughs> they saw uh, in 30, 30 to forty five minutes, those thirty teams saw uh, I want to say it was twenty four, not individuals, Steve. Entire wow. households mm. came to Christ. Mm. I mean, this is like acts. Mm. Um, and so they're coming back and giving the reports. And, and, and I, I told Augie, I'm like, hey, I think you need to re-explain red light, yellow light, green light. Because there's, there's, there was like a handful of red lights, you know, that rejected the gospel. And I mean, it was like 80 to 90 percent of people either wanted to start a Bible study, yellow light, or wanted to... Repent and believe. And the majority of them will repent and believe. Hmm. And he's like, no, no, no. It's it's the entire household. They've got appointments to go back and baptize these people. And uh, so I'm just processing, like, what in the world are you doing, yeah. Lord? Like, this is stretching my faith. And um, so may, maybe I need to get out of the way more often. Um, that was a good lesson for me. But so then, um, you know, the, the lead uh, apostolic man um, said, uh, that they had been praying and fasting for a simple training that they could have that allowed them to equip their people. They felt from the Holy Spirit that they were supposed to release people. Mm. They just did not know what to do. Mm. And uh, if it had come from me, I don't think they would have received it mm. because it because it came from in their yeah. in, in Spanish mm. uh, from uh, though he wasn't. Uh, Mexican, but he is Argentinian. Um, they received it, and um, so now they are. I mean, the rest of the story is I, I had to come home for my daughter's birthday, and Augie stayed the rest of the week, and he got out in the harvest, helped him with follow-ups, helped them establish church, uh, help them baptize. The pastors released mm-hmm. baptism, mm-hmm. released Lord's mm-hmm. Supper to their people. Uh, said, "We're you know." One pastor said, uh, um, "I am a disciple maker and a church planner." You are a disciple maker and a church planner. This is who we are now. Wow. And uh, and Augie's like, where do you get, you know, wow. And they said, because this is from the Bible. This mm-hmm. is what we must do. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so they did a second training the next weekend in a different uh, part of town. And, of course, he pulled all the people from the first training, a number of them, and they all mm-hmm. swarmed together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they saw another... I think 27 households come to faith during the harvest time. And uh, so, 
I think sometimes the Lord just confirms things with, with fruit like that. And, um, you know, it, it's not the, the process. It's the gospel and the Holy Spirit. He, it, it was just waiting. You know, they were just waiting. Yes, yeah. And um, so, so of course, Augie comes home with, he's just absolutely fired up for, you know, vision for what God wants to do here. And I think a lot of the pieces from the training came together for him as he's doing this. What did you learn about being a catalyst from that whole experience? Uh, just the joy of handing things over and um, seeing others um, reproduce themselves. Uh, I, I learned, I mean, this was a small church in a small town. The church in Florida is from a small town, a small church. I don't think we can judge it based on, on church size or um you know, it's, can anything good come out of Nazareth? I, I think we keep coming back to that. Um, that was a big lesson for me um, is, you know, often you want to look for the big fish. And, um, and, and God's often moving in the smaller places. Um, we just got to be willing to, to follow the Spirit and, and, to, and to serve um, wherever He's working. So, so that was a so huge lesson for me. What, what about how you identify identify and equip the Augies. Oh, man. Yeah, that didn't happen overnight. Um, it was, I mean, I, I mentioned earlier, it started with identifying the need and praying and fasting for this. And I think it's it's literally been a year that we've been praying. And uh, fa- now when I say fasting, we haven't not eaten for a year, but um, part of our fasting has included praying for that. Hmm. Um, I think the other you know, part is, is um, you know, this came out of the harvest. Uh, Augie was in the harvest. And, uh, you know, he was, he was three generations down, uh, from somebody that, uh, you know, a pastor, Scott Castile that we had trained. And, uh, so I think that was another lesson of, of fishing downstream. Um, Scott and Kim had moved up to, uh, Michigan, uh, in the Midwest for, for a season. And so, um, you know, that allowed us the opportunity to spend some time with, with Augie and just continue the amazing training that they'd already been doing with him. Um, so that was another lesson. Um, I think also just, you know, we, we, it was another case where I had picked a leader and God had somebody else in mind. Mm-hmm. And I think I would have learned it by now, but, um, you know, so that was another really important lesson is, um, you know, don't, don't pick somebody based on what you think you need to wait on the Lord. Try to try to, I've, I've learned I'm a terrible recruiter, Steve, and I, I think the Holy Spirit does a lot better job than I do. And what about in terms of the opportunity uh, in Mexico, yours and Augie's role? Well, my role is very limited at this point. Um, and Augie's role is, I think, still um, significant in that he is, you know, he's coaching them. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, you know, I think they got to experience two touches of training and, and modeling out in the harvest. And um, now they've got, uh, they actually, a lot of the churches changed their Wednesday night uh, service into uh, weekly discipleship trainings, and so the importance of that weekly rollout of them, you know, experiencing community and studying the Bible for obedience and and setting some obedience goals. Um, you know, you, we, the three thirds. So that that weekly uh, uh, commitment of being together is happening there. And I think that's what allows it to be sustainable. Just the spirit and the word can work. Hmm. And they each have, um, each church has weekly times in the harvest scheduled. So I think that I learned that from Jim McKnight, um, one of Chuck Knight's key leaders, or Chuck Knight, Chuck Wood's key leaders. Mm -hmm. 
um, that especially with bivocational people is, you know, you, he asks them for six hours a week. And uh, so I think with the, the, the power of say, hey, we all commit to get together weekly for church or discipleship training. Um, and, and secondly, um, for time in the harvest together. And uh, so we've, we've kind of learned that with these rollouts in other cities. So Augie has established that with them. Mm-hmm. They're doing it. Um, I think that critical mass and that that longer term commitment, that discipleship piece, uh, will set them up for um, just an opportunity to really um, this to be sustainable. Mm-hmm. But he is going to go back. You know, they've asked him to come back. Um, you know, in a few months for a third touch, where he's going to watch them and do follow up. And um, if there's generational growth, I mean, we're going to have to do a mid level training. Um, mm-hmm. You know, give them some more, um, you know, level three tools. So there's a there's a wonderful sort of meeting of the work of God in preparing a field for harvest, e- even through mm-hmm. great suffering and and the outbreak of evil with the whole drug cartel thing and their brutality. But mm-hmm. on the other the other side, um, you're you're marrying that ripe harvest with some simple, reproducible, powerful tools that God's using. That's right. Hmm. That they were praying for. That's what's really, I mean, you know, there's plenty of, of tools and processes out there that God's using. And I think he just, you know, we just, we just happened to be there. Um, but to hear them that they were, the spirit had led them to pray and fast for this kind of training was really humbling. Well, that's where we'll leave Troy and Oggy's Mexico adventure. You'll find some links to Troy's 411 training that he talks about at movements.net.